Good afternoon, Chelsea fans. Welcome along to our a bit of a transfer window special today um, on the Blue is the Colour podcast. Uh, myself, Tom Marshall-Bailey, hosting today. Ollie Harbord, Chelsea writers here. And, and after his brilliant debut performance um, last week, we thought we'd invite back Rob Guest as well. Um, so good afternoon, gents. Afternoon. Afternoon. Both keeping well? Very well, yeah. Ollie, Ollie looking nice and tanned nice after Nice and bronzed. Little, little, little <laughs> breakaway in, in uh, Spain. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a bit to talk about, isn't there? Um, Diego Costa's comments last night following off the back of the Romelu Lukaku um, transfer, which looks like it's inching closer to completion. Chelsea, confident that will, that will go through. But... But you know what? What do Costa's comments last night mean now for Chelsea? Do, does that all of a sudden prompt them into going into the market for a second striker this summer? Do they have to all of a sudden think to themselves, could Everton, you know, dig their heels in a little bit over over the price for for Lukaku, knowing now that Chelsea are probably going to be in not in dire need, but in 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 you know in need of a striker? Yeah, I think both those things. I think that Everton are now. I think it really weakens Chelsea's sort of strength when it comes to the um, negotiating table for any striker at the moment because, you know, Costa wants a way out. He's made that perfectly clear now. I mean, he's sort of made it clear a few times, hasn't he? He made it a bit clear in January. He made it clear a couple of months ago when he said that he, he would like a return to Atletico. Obviously, you thought with the transfer ban that Atletico have got, which means they can't actually register anyone until January, you thought, well, maybe... They could get half a season out of him and then maybe he might move on after that. But now it just seems like he's ready just to leave wherever. And, you know, there's, there's, there's some question marks over his comments about the text message that, you know, accusing Conte of sending him a text message to, to sort of say that he wasn't wanted anymore. It seems like a very odd thing now. I can't I can't imagine Conte being the sort of manager to be the person to, yeah, to, to not do it over a phone call or do it face to face something like that I mean I might be wrong I mean Costa might be telling the truth but there's something about it that doesn't seem quite right um, but it means that Chelsea will need two quality strikers I mean I think you know you thought Lukaku would be enough if Costa stayed because they could battle it out one's you know they're battling each other pushing each other going into Champions League as well but if he goes then really they'd need another one especially if Batshuayi is going to be on his way out on loan which I think Conte still wants to do so so you're looking at either a Morata or a Bellotti as well and you know they're going to have to pay out some big money for a couple of strikers there have been some suggestions Rob that Adrian Clark on TalkSport earlier today was suggesting that the, this message that, um, that Costa's received from Conte is entirely fabricated entirely geared towards him forcing his way out and getting a move knowing that Lukaku's probably going to come in as a 80 million plus striker and will want to command first-team football. Do you think it's within his character to try and pull off a move like that? I think so, yes. Whether or not it's true, I'm not not 100% sure, but I mean, that's quite a statement that to say that he has made it up. Uh, I'm sure he will leave Chelsea. I think everyone probably knew he would go. But, I mean, to say something like that is quite strong, that. It's, it's interesting as well because he's got a few options on the table now. I mean, even today, just looking at the odds on um, with the bookmakers over where he's going, initially this morning, um, after the comments broke late last night, because he spoke to Spanish journalists in the in the wake of the, the two-all draw with Colombia for his country, was an unused substitute in that game. Um, but in the wake of all these 
comments a move to China this morning looked like the you know the big favourite and then all of a sudden the odds on a move to Milan of of narrowed there's a suggestion he will wait on the sidelines for a move to Atletico which could have ramifications on uh, Lacazette at Leon is that mm. is that potentially you know a striker target for Chelsea that if if Costa does go I think there's going to have to be a little bit of a revision in terms of where Conte wants to strengthen most in his team yeah I think you need you need two quality strikers don't you really I mean because it opens up different formation changes that you might want to make over the season if you've only got one and if he sticks with you know if he just goes with Lukaku and Batshuayi well you're not sure if that's going to work as a combination I mean I know they played for Belgium didn't they the other day together um it does it opens it up massively I mean for also it opens it up for clubs to maybe get Costa cheaper than they you know should do really if you look at his goal scoring record in the Premier League he scored a great amount of goals for Chelsea um but now it's obvious that he wants to leave, whether he's pushing for it or whether, you know, whether Conte did send him this message or whatever. But it is really pushing towards that move. And it means that, you know, the relationship's gone now. You can't, it's very rare can you come back from this sort of um, sort of proceedings, really. And, and to, to see Costa at Chelsea next season would be just an absolute <laughs> real surprise. So he, you've got to say that he's going somewhere. But it means that, you know, they might offload him just for a little bit cheaper uh, than they would most likely want to, really. Um, but it, it will have ramifications on who, on who Conte can bring over th- over the summer. He's going to need two strikers now when really he probably only wanted one at the time. Where does this leave Bashwai now, Rob? In that he clearly, as, as Ollie's just alluded to, Conte is of the belief that <clears throat> he's probably not going to be a first-choice forward at Chelsea. Do you think he needs to just... Get get a move permanently, or do you think a loan would benefit him in the longer term? Do you think do you think Chelsea's thinking is that he will eventually mould into this all round complete forward that they think can can lead the line like Costa has done for the last few seasons? I think Bashwai's priority is at the moment to get football ahead of the World Cup next year. I mean, he's come out in the press over the past few days and said that, so I can see him going on loan. I think that'd probably be the better option for him mm. just so Chelsea can bring him back especially if he goes out and does well somewhere I think I mean, he will you want, you want I really to keep think him. he will I, yeah. I, I do think it's a, a catch 22 stage for Chelsea with Bashway and mm. I, I do think he could be a capable second choice striker but again that's all he is and if, if you have Costa you know fit Lukaku obviously in his place for next season if you like the situation in Batchwise had this year, is Costa's been fit throughout the whole season, if more or less. If that is if, if that's to happen with Lukaku next season, he's gonna be there's no there's no natural fit. Can't take his second season of playing on the bench the whole time. Um, it just doesn't work for him. Uh, as Rob says, there's a World Cup coming up. He needs to try and get into that Belgium squad. It's the same with Costa and, and Spain though, you know, he spoke about that. He, Obviously, the move he wants is Atletico. That's the move he's been after, and they can't play him until January. So, you know, for him, it's a difficult one. He can't just sit on the bench as well. And you know, Spain have got a lot of talented players in there. So, it's really inter- It's going to be a really interesting summer for that. Um, I think personally, a loan move for Batshuayi is the perfect fit. Um, Batshuayi can sort of get some game time, as you say. He might do quite well. He showed flashes of it at the end of the season. Shows that he can get goals in the Premier League, no doubt about it. So. Uh, I think that would be the best thing. I don't think Chelsea will let him go, but I think that they'll try and get into 
two strikers and then and then send him out on loan or so. It's who would who would be the second striker you go for? Obviously, Chelsea have kind of put all the eggs in the Lukaku basket. United are in discussions with Real about Morata, who's kind of been earmarked by Conte. Some suggestions uh, in the media that Morata would be Conte's choice. Mm. Lukaku is the choice of people around him. Emanalo, for instance, other mm. people, other influential figures around the club. Who would you go for? Both. <laughs> I think. I, I mean, I rival I'd, United for Morata. Yeah, Morata? yeah. I think. I think so. I mean, obviously, Belotti's another one who's had a superb season, but he's got this hundred million euro price tag on his head which and some suggestions that AC Milan any yeah. clubs in Serie A would be able to get him for less yeah is... it's, a, it's only a transfer for foreign clubs isn't it that apparently so I think that he's I think that's too much money I think you're you're pushing the boat out too much there and if it looks like Lukaku's going to maybe join for 80 odd million will he spend another 60 million on a striker I think he kind of has to a little bit now with Costa because for me Costa's worth at least 60 million um, so and we were of the belief that they needed a striker in addition to him anyway. Yeah, absolutely, and and now they definitely need a second striker. So I, I'd I'd still battle for Morata if possible. I mean, you, you know, Mbappe. That's that's a long distant dream. I think I think Real Madrid are leading that one, aren't they, for Mbappe? So I can't see him going anywhere else apart from Real Madrid at the moment. Um, and then Lacazette. I mean, I'm not 100% sold on Lacazette either. So I'd say go all out for a Lukaku and Morata. And I think, you know, if Morata had the choice, if, if Chelsea came in big enough, I think Morata would like to go play for Conte. I get the impression that he'd, he'd like to. So I think there, there is a chance there. If they can match United for price tag, then then there's a good chance of him coming to Chelsea as well. It's an interesting one with Morata, Rob, because I, I've been sort of seeing what United fans have been saying and how they've reacted to the news that they're in negotiation with Real. And there seems to be a real divide over whether they think he is a truly elite striker, whether he's the the man that can come in and replace Ibrahimovic at United. Do you think the jury's still out a little bit on him? Uh, potentially, yeah. I mean, they finished second highest top scorer in Madrid this season. And he's been on the, uh, the bench the majority of the time as well. Got to remember, he's a young lad still. Did well at Juventus. He's come back to Real. I mean, he's he got, scored a number of goals. Absolutely, so. those goal-scoring records you talk about are seriously impressive. And yet, there is this kind of stigma attached to him mm. of, yeah, but you're not Benzema, and yeah, but you're never going to be Ronaldo, and yeah, but Bale's quicker than you. So he he almost appears like an odd fit for that central role at Madrid. But I think that's kind of acting against him when if he was able to get a move elsewhere and be. Not necessarily the main man at Chelsea because he'd be battling with Lukaku, but you know someone, someone who's given a fresh chance to go and show his worth. I think he, I think he could. Hundred percent. I think all he needs is just regular first team football. That's what he's, what's been lacking over the past few years. That if he gets that, he can prove people wrong. But the thing is, if Chelsea getting Lukaku. Where does Murata fit in? Obviously, he wants to go for first team football. In gonna want to sit on the bench. Lukaku's not either, so you don't spend eighty million plus exactly. on a player that's going to come in and no, players, do you? no. I think if they if they both come in, then you'd say that at the moment Lukaku is the number would be the number one striker out of the two of them. But he's going to need to rotate, and you just never know what's going to happen as well. I mean, that's the thing you need when you're playing Champions League football and you're defending a Premier League title. You need two quality strikers because you know he got you could say he got lucky with Diego Costa this season, not really. Um, not really getting injured at all. We, he missed a couple of games, 
But then, you know, when he had that dip in form, there was no one pushing him for a starting place. So there was no one to step in and go, okay, I'm going to take your place now and push you to another level. And then when you've got the Champions League to think about, when you've got the Premier League again to think about, you need a player like that. So you need, you would need another quality striker. Um, you know, and for some players, it is stepping out the shadows, isn't it? For some players like Morata, he's only young. He's been around a long time now. Um, and to step out the shadow of a Benzema or Bale or Ronaldo might be a really good thing for him. And he can come in and, and you know, he can be pushing Lukaku hard for a, for a starting place if it all goes through. At the risk of it, I, I, I think it's a fascinating debate that will run and run on Costa, Batshuayi, Lukaku, Morata. It's, uh, it's plain to discuss just in the striking department, but elsewhere in the team as well. I mean, I wrote a piece yesterday basically talking about some of Conte's plans this summer and of the belief that he'll go for a wing-back. I personally think Victor Moses' performance in the FA Cup final mm. was one which suggests he he could be upgraded on in mm. that position. Um, personally, I think they'll go for a midfielder. Um, interesting on that, Cesc Fabregas, um, understand that he will stay. I think Chelsea's resolve will be strengthened by the fact that... Um, there's probably not been the same level of interest in him as Nemanja Matic, but I also think, and it was interesting, Chelsea fans yesterday reacting to that story, a lot were kind of quite excited and quite happy about the prospect of losing Matic but retaining Fabregas, mm. which I think said a lot. What I also found interesting was that there was a much more of a desire to go and get Tolisso from Lyon, Corentin Tolisso, um, highly rated Arsenal after him as well. Um, more so than Tiamui Bakayoko, who, who's looked like the overwhelming favourite to come in and play in that midfield role. But I think Chelsea fans are of the belief that Bakayoko is, is a bit of a, in a similar way to Matic, a bit of a midfield blocker, mm. not necessarily someone that's going to break lines with the passes, which is a bit more what Tolisso's about. Yeah, I think that, I think Chelsea fans are looking for a creative midfielder that will start more regularly than Fabregas have. And I think when you've got someone like Kante, that's the perfect fit next to him. I mean, if I was a, you know, if I was looking at that squad and I was thinking of where to improve, I'd, I would say getting rid of Matic is not a bad way to start in a way. I yeah. mean, it's, it sounds sounds horrible, but having watched having watched them, I've I've seen him have more. I would say I've seen him have more ineffectual games. And he's actually had effective games yeah. for, for Chelsea. And, and the FA Cup final was a, another example of that. I thought he was just a passenger throughout the whole game. I mean, I know a lot of the Chelsea players were not good on that day. And it's, you know, it's, maybe it's hard to pick out. It's sort of tough to pick out one. But I thought Matic really was quite poor on that day. I think that you don't... Need, I've always said you don't need a Kante and a Matic together. I think Conte liked that formation at times because it allowed, you know, the front three could do a lot of the damage. But I think that if you can get a midfielder in there that's just that little bit more creative next to Kante, then you're looking at another... You're looking at a fantastic partnership, really. And, and Fabregas is not going to play every single game. Um, he's great to have around the squad and it's great that it looks like they're going to keep him because I think he can be a really important player. Um, but I personally think Matic going out the door opens up other avenues for Chelsea to exploit and, and I think that would be a really good move for them. Do you, do you think, Rob, that what Chelsea almost require is, is a hybrid of Kante and Fabregas in that, for, for me, as Oli says, with Matic kind of not quite being offering Kante's athleticism, not quite offering Fabregas's incisive passing, he's kind of sort of stuck between the two I think 
for me personally, I think Chelsea are almost crying out, and maybe Tolisso fits that profile in someone that's good on the ball but gets around the pitch as well, which is which is what I think they do need. Matic isn't exactly the most mobile of, of footballers. Mm. He serves a purpose, but for me, I, I do think that's an upgrade um, that they need. Yeah, I think Matic, I think he has had a good season, especially compared to the previous season. The five were disappointing as yeah. well as a number of the players. But what I think what Conte will do, he'll look and see what players he can upgrade. I don't think he's going to get an upgrade on Kante. So obviously the obvious choice will be Matic to go. Then, like you said, if you can get a bit of a mix between Fabregas and Kante, then, then that is the ideal choice, especially with them having Champions League football next season as well. I think you need better quality in there. Yeah, I think for Kante as well, I mean, we talked about how brilliant he was last season and he was, I think the upgrade on Kante is himself as well, just being just a bit better in the attacking third. I think, you know, he's the sort of player that is brilliant, gets around the pitch and he wins the ball everywhere, but he just, that, and it's something Conte's talked about a lot over the season, it's just that final pass. It's just that assist and, the, you know, the extra bit of incisive passing that would really add to, add to his game, add to uh, Chelsea as a whole. And if he had... You know, if he had provided that more, then Matic's performance maybe wouldn't seem quite as ineffective. I mean, but you need, you do need two. I think what's quite interesting about what's going on up front is that it is putting on the back burner other issues that there are. I mean, as you said, the wing-back role is something that really needs to be sorted out because I think you saw when Alonso wasn't available, Moses wasn't available, there was a massive gap there and there was no real backup in those roles. I think, I think it's been against the... The real top teams as well. I think yeah. against 75-80% of the league, Moses and Alonso are very, very good, very competent players in those positions. But the the opening goal, as illegitimate as as people, you know, will rightly say about Sanchez's opening goal with handball, and you know, there are question marks about the offside rule around it, but I just felt that goal was indicative of Azpilicueta and Moses not quite having that relationship between, not quite that solid kind of rapport between the two of them. I I still think that that gap between right wing back and right centre back is one that a lot of teams have sort of Mm. preyed on and exploited this season. Ali, the obvious one in the the Spurs game, but that goal came down that side. I know Moses had been sent off for Ramsey's winner in the final, but again, it was a pass inside the right, you know, channel between right sided defender and right central defender and it cost Chelsea yet again I do feel against the top top teams and they will come across plenty of them in the Champions League I personally feel like they, they're they lacking something defensive minded in that position Yeah I think they are, I mean Moses is, is a winger isn't he, he's a, he's a natural winger that's, that's played very very well in, in a role that is not natural to him um, there's not a, lot, a great amount of names being banded around for no. Chelsea in that position. That's, I mean, the one, the only one really is Danny Alves, and that's on a free, just sort of out of the blue. So it's difficult to find that sort of real quality right wing back that he's looking for. Um, they definitely need one, especially obviously they got rid of Ivanovic as well, who was never going to be a quality in that position, but at least he was cover and a defensive-minded cover. Um, the only other way is if he decides that he wants to. You know, if he brings in another centre back, does he move Aspilicueta out to the right wing back role? Make him played his... there a couple of times. Yeah, he did. He did when Moses was unavailable. But when you know, if he brings in the likes of a Benucci or Van Dijk or anything, and you know, and he decides that he wants to move out 
Aspilicueta into the right wing back and sort of go from pre-season and say, look, you're my number one wing back. You know, play that role basically, um, and that might work. That that could work if they, if he if he concentrates more on the, the three at the back. Brinson, you know, got Christensen probably coming back as well. He's definitely going to be in pre-season, so see how he gets on there. If he comes back in and he fills in one of those, and Aspilicueta goes to the right wing back role, that could solve it without having to spend big money in that role because. You know, Aspilicueta gets up and down the pitch better than anyone. Um, his final ball is something that I'm sure that Conte will have to work on, but then defensively you'd say he'd be pretty solid. Do you think the left wing-back role is more of a pressing concern in that case? I think so, yeah. I think I think the Sanjo thing would be good. I think that's that he looks like a, a quality player and I think that could be something that comes off. Benjamin Mendy obviously looks like it's going to be more of a, a move to Man City. I mean, they're making moves left, right and centre, aren't they? So... <laughs> that's going to be as well. yeah Ryan Bertrand looks like he's off to, to City as well so crazy really I mean the amount of money they're spending so early on um, I guess that's one so way of doing business little battles between Chelsea and City going on yeah you said Panucci and Van Dijk yeah at the moment that Chelsea bookies favourites for Panucci City bookies favourites for Van Dijk mm. I mean we'll come on to Van Dijk because already hopping past the 20 minute mark just so much to talk about yeah so much to talk about um Yes, yesterday's re- revelation really of Liverpool announcing that they were abruptly ending their interest, officially announcing it um, after su- suggestions, I guess, that Southampton were going to go to the Premier League and threaten them with legal action over tapping them up. It was a pretty phenomenal U-turn on Liverpool's part and very interestingly worded statement, I felt. But do you think this might open the door to Chelsea? Do you think they, they will be tempted to go back in for Van Dijk? There's still a huge price tag to be met to, to sign him. I think it is worth it. I mean, yeah. before the he got injured towards the end of last season, I thought he was the best defender in the league. Mm. I thought he was outstanding. I, think he's, I know it is a lot of money, but I mean, you're looking at inflated prices all across the market now. I mean, I'd certainly bring him in, but like you mentioned, Christensen's coming back. Ake can play in that position. I wouldn't say it's a, a priority for Chelsea, but I mean, they need to strengthen. I yeah. think it'd be a good one to bring in, but I think City will certainly move for him as well. I think, yeah, I can see City just out blowing Chelsea out of the water with Van Dijk, really, to be honest. I think that they need defenders way more than Chelsea do, and they will go all out... Guns blazing for Van Dijk, really. It was pretty embarrassing for Liverpool, wasn't it, last night? Um, you know, the whole U-turn and, you know, there's a lot of question marks over tapping up just in general football and, and I don't think it's... I'm not going to say Liverpool the first or the last club to ever do it, but the way it's all come out, I mean, obviously they've got this transfer ban, haven't they, for the youngsters? Yeah. Um, I think they had an incident with Clint Dempsey a few years ago as well when they apologised to Fulham. So there are, you know, they've got a little bit of history there and there was something quite strange about, we were talking about earlier when they were that apology about sort of covering their tracks about if they got a massive ban on this. I mean, that's what I found so interesting about it is it's almost like they've not so much edged over the lines of what's right and what's wrong Mm. in terms of, you know, the negotiations over a player, the more that they've just completely barged through the line yeah. and just broken it completely. Like, yeah. to, to apologise quite like that. Mm. Like, let's face it, Chelsea and Manchester City have probably had discussions with intermediaries representing Van Dijk. Let's not make any secret of that. It's mm. been pretty well documented that it's been a, a three-team chase for him. 
I do just wonder how this impacts on him personally, whether given that there was this, um, our colleagues up at the, the Liverpool Echo in Merseyside this week suggesting that he'd indicated his uh, his preference was to move to, to Liverpool and work under Jurgen Klopp. How Chelsea and Manchester City will kind of almost feel about that. He's kind of he, he had kind of put all his eggs into one basket in terms of moving there, and now he may be faced with what he deems to be the second prize almost. Yeah, I mean it's put him in a bad position now, especially when he goes back to Southampton as well. I mean his tweet earlier this about, afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Which um, was interesting. Cloud bubble tweet of thought. Yeah, quite. Yeah, I mean, he's going, isn't he? He's going somewhere. So it's just, I think that, I think City will do it. I think it It just, I mean, you can't really say that Chelsea and, and City are, it's, way, it's strange to say that they're second choices for a, for a player, aren't they? Chelsea and Man City. And especially, and those are, are two clubs that would probably walk into the side, I'd say. He was that good last season. I think even though Chelsea is quite strong at the back, you know, I can see him getting into that side. Would he play over Cahill? Yes. Louise, questionable. You know, Aspilicueta, well, yes, if Aspilicueta moves into the right wing-back role. But with City, and he's walking into that City side, no doubt about it. He's going yeah. straight into that side every week. Yeah. Um, and he would have done the same at Liverpool, and obviously there was he wanted to play on the clock, but sometimes you just don't get what you want. But he's, he's not He's not going to be in it sad when he's still on a 200 grand a week contract. I'm sure he won't be crying about it too much. Do you think that Bonucci rumours make sense though in that if if there is a slight question mark over Van Dyke's ability to come in and walk into that starting eleven, then for a player as experienced as Bonucci a player who's you know been part of a Serie A title winning team reached the Champions League final obviously I mean he he will command the first team mm. place and I, I do just wonder whether the deal makes sense there are rumours in Italy that Juventus are a bit more open to offers this summer than they were last year, which may be because they want to revamp this team, having failed to get the Champions League. But to me, something doesn't quite add up with, with you know, a proposed deal for Bonucci. Might just be me. No, I, I kind of do agree with you. It was, it was a bit out of the blue when it first was announced, and then it, it sort of it has sort of snowballed, isn't it, into this sort of well, actually, it might well happen. Um, you know, I think Conte, he's a player Conte trusts. I think he's a player, obviously, that Conte really likes. Um, and you know he's someone who knows how to play three at the back as well. He, he sort of would fit to the system very comfortably. I think it. Ma- I think it does make sense. I think there is a lot of positives to him joining. Um, if I personally, I think Van Dijk would be the first choice, but I think maybe Conte is thinking realistically: could he get him? Maybe not. Then who's your second? Benucci and the relationship he has, and the relationship he has already. You know, it is a lot of it's about trust. I mean, if you look at over the course of the season, you talk about the Conte Costa stuff. You know, he obviously trusts pl- certain players. He doesn't, you know, and he, if you win his trust, if he wins your trust, then he seems like you're very much in there. So yeah, I, I think it does make sense. I think he, you know, he, he obviously likes him, and and he's got a lot of experiences, and he's a leader. Um, you know, with John Terry going out the the club as well, you need an extra leader in that team. Um, we talked about the centre backs, but a real leader who could even come in and. Take yeah. over the captaincy well, potentially. Say, yeah. You never know. You know if he if he wants him to. So, you know, I think I think it does make sense on some levels. Okay, just to round off because we're we're closely approaching the half hour mark. Again, I think we've we've 
you know, only just sort of touch base on, mm. on all the various things going on in the transfer market. But I just wanted to finish quickly on, on Dominic Solanke, who has scored twice today for the England under-20s against Italy in the World Cup. They're through to the final now against Venezuela. Um, there's been quite a reaction from Chelsea and Liverpool fans to his two goals today. And, and an impressive all-round performance by all accounts from him too. Um, do you think this is one they might live to regret, Rob? Potentially, yeah. I mean, could be similar in terms of Pogba, Manchester United. I mean, I mean, he's done really well at the youth team levels. He's proved now on the international stage for the under twenties that he can go and get goals. But it, it could be one they regret. Maybe not. I think what he needs is first team football at Liverpool. Whether or not he'll get that this season, not entirely sure. But I think it's one of those we'll just have to wait and see, really. That's the interesting thing. I think he's been earmarked for the for the under twenty threes team at Liverpool. He's not been not been mm-hmm. kind of suggested even slightly as someone that might go in and get a few games here and there. He's he's very very much it was you know announced that he would be in the kind of the second string team. I guess um, ironically, he's probably the best piece of transfer news Liverpool have had. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, in the last few days, definitely. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one though. If you're as well, if you're a, uh, somebody on when I was doing my Facebook live earlier was talking about the, like the youth academy and, and all that sort of stuff. But it's, if you're a Chelsea manager and you know that you could get fired at any point under Abramovich, really, you know, it, it, Conte's won the league this year. You know, obviously the owners looks like he's going to back him. But if things go sour next season and they have a dreadful start to the year, gets to Christmas and he gets the trigger finger, you kind of think, well, can you? it's hard to plan for the future is what I'm trying to say when you're a Chelsea manager because you're always thinking about the results and you're always trying to get the next you're trying to get the next trophy and you have to be battling all the time so if you're a Chelsea manager who you've got this guy Solanke coming in he's only 19 he's you know asking for 20 grand a week or whatever it is and you're thinking is he going to be part of my plans in the next two or three years let alone you know the next season and he's going well he's not is not worth it we could open up a wage packet for somebody else who I can bring in and then, you know, play straight from the beginning, it's kind of a bit like, well, I'm just going to let him go then. And, you know, let somebody else deal with that in the future. And, and Chelsea might one day, if he turns into the next Lukaku, and, you know, not same player, obviously, but if he turns into that sort of guy of, you know, oh, well, actually, he's now worth 80 million, then it'll be like, well, we'll let him deal with it later on down the line. For Conte, it's more about who can I deal with now? Who can I bring in now? He's asking for 20 grand a week. I could use that somewhere else. And that's why he's moved on. Plenty to ponder. Plenty mm. to ponder. And there will be more reaction to Solanke, Costa, Lukaku, Batshuayi. So many names being thrown into the mix. But plenty more to come on the website. Sadly, that is all we've got time for on the latest uh, Chelsea Blue is the Colour podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week. Again, loads of transfer news to be reporting on throughout the summer. So we'll be uh, doing a weekly kind of transfer roundup, I guess. Um, so please do join us for that thank you Ollie and Rob for joining me today thank you very much thank you brilliant stuff Um, and uh, yeah be sure to join us next week and head to the website www.football.london for all your latest Chelsea transfer news